Hi, my name is Celanda, and I'm a member of I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. Today's reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapters 38 through 40. And I would like to share with you a brief summary and highlights of what I learned from the reading today. I pray that what I share gives an accurate account of God's word and that it blesses you as well. So I'll go ahead and get started. Starting with chapter Genesis, chapter 38, which is about Judah and Tamar. Just a, a brief recap, recap. Judah is one of Jacob's 12 sons. He marries a Canaanite and have three sons. Ur, Onan, and Shelah. Judah gets a wife for his firstborn heir, and her name is Tamar. Because Er was wicked in the eyes of the Lord, he put him to death. Because of his wickedness, Onan, the second son, was also put to death. Tamar had borne no children and was promised that when the youngest son, Shelah, was old enough, that he would give that he would be given to her but that never happens eventually Judah's wife dies also Tamar discovered that her father-in-law Judah is going to a certain town to shear his sheep she disguises herself as a prostitute and stands at the entrance of the town when Judah approaches he asks to sleep with her not knowing that it was his daughter-in-law, Tamar. Her response was, What will you give me in return? She was given some of his personal items for collateral, his seal, his cord, and his staff. Later, she discovered that she was pregnant. When Judah sent one of his aides to retrieve his item, The prostitute was nowhere to be found. Judah got word that Tamar was pregnant. He suggested that she be burned to death. She sent a message to Judah that she was pregnant by a man that certain items belonged to, and he recognized the item as his own. Judah said that she was more righteous than he was since he did not give his son Shala as promised. Tamar gave birth to two twin boys. That's a couple of highlights, lessons learned, that God despised wickedness to the point of death, as in the case of Ur and Onan. Another point, although Tamar was constantly deceived, She was still blessed with not one, but two sons. Chapter 39, Joseph and Potiphar's Wife. This is a well-known story with lots of lessons to be learned. (laughs) So after being sold into slavery by his brother, Joseph ends up in Egypt living in the household of Potiphar who was one of Pharaoh's officials. He was actually the captain of the guard. And of course, we know that Pharaoh is the king of Egypt. So Potiphar was like his right hand. Potiphar began to take notice that God was with Joseph. 
that whatever he did, he prospered and had great success. Joseph began to have favor with him, with Potiphar, and he became he became his own personal assistant and was eventually put in charge of his entire household and everything that Potiphar owned was entrusted to him. Once Joseph was put in charge, the Lord blessed everything that Potiphar owned, including his household and his fields. The only thing Potiphar was concerned with was the food that he ate. Being that Joseph was handsome and well-built, Potiphar's wife began to take notice of him as well. She solicited him to sleep with her, but he refused. For he reminded her that his master had entrusted all of his affairs into his care, and he could not portray him like that. But most of all, he could not sin against God. Being persistent, it didn't stop there. Day after day, she continued to persuade Joseph to sleep with her. Seeing that she was not going to get her way, she decided to plot a scheme against Joseph, stating that while alone in the house, he entered and tried to sleep with her and left his cloak as evidence. Potiphar was informed, became enraged, and put Joseph in prison. However, while in prison, the Lord was with him, and he found favor with the warden. The warden favored Joseph to the point that he put him in charge of all of those held in prison and made him responsible for all that was done there. Because the Lord was with Joseph, he had success once again in whatever he did. Less sincere? To be encouraged that although a situation may look like it is working against you, when we bring it to God, it it will always be used for our good, as in the case with Joseph. Point number two. Know that when the favor of God is on your life, others around you will take notice. But they may not be able to identify what it is, but they know that it it is something different. This opens the door for Christians to share their relationship with God to the world around them. Point three, Joseph was able to resist temptation, Potiphar's wife, not not only because of his faithfulness to his master, but more so because of his relationship with God. He stated that he could not sin against God. So that just showed you the personal relationship that he had with God. Chapter 40, it's about the cupbearer and the baker. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, became angry with two of his officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and put them in prison. Actually, it was the same prison, prison that Joseph was in, and he was assigned to attend to them attend over them rather. After some time being in prison, the two officials had a dream the same night. Each dream had a meaning of its own. When Joseph saw them again, they looked very perplexed. 
He inquired of them, and they indicated that they both had had dreams, but there was no one there to interpret them. Joseph replied, Do not interpretation belong to God? He interpreted each dream, and the meaning turned out favorable on their part. Three days later, they both were released from prison. As Joseph interpreted the dreams, he asked them to remember him when they were released and to mention him to Pharaoh so that he could possibly be released as well. But of course, once released from prison, they made no mention of Joseph. Lessons highlights here. Wherever Joseph went, the favor of God was with him, even in prison. And so it is with us. Highlight number two. Although the cupbearer and the baker left and forgot about Joseph, God didn't. I was reminded, unlike man, that God is faithful. He is faithful to his word and that he will never leave or forsake us. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast podcast episode. And please join me next Thursday as we actually will be in the book of Exodus. And before I end, I just want to say a prayer over you and that God will speak a word throughout this podcast. So we just lift him up today. We just lift you up today, Father God, and lift up everyone that is on this podcast that is listening, Lord God, that they're reminded that they're just not here by happenstance, that you are God of purpose. And that you speak to each and every one in our own unique way because we are uniquely made by you. You know what we need to hear, when we need to hear it, and how we need to hear it. So this podcast today is a podcast that will speak to your people. For those that are listening, I ask you, Father God, to open their hearts and their minds to receive the word today. That word that was spoken to them, Lord God, that that will draw them closer to you. Draw them to a place that want to know, to know you more, to know and experience you on a deeper level. And that is through your word. Actually, Father God, to give them a desire, a desire to seek you more and more on a deeper level that they will be able to experience your love, your peace, your grace, your mercy, and everything that you, all of your promises in your word. And I just thank you, Father God, for each and every one that you will bless them and continue to have them to feed on your word. For your word says that we cannot live on bread alone, but by your word. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name for this time. Amen. Amen. So I just want to encourage everyone that is listening today to just take some time, even if you go back and listen to the podcast a couple of times, the word was spoken to you. 
know that that's God speaking directly to you. We're just the vessels that are being used. But as he speaks, as words um, resonate with you, that is God, that is his spirit. He's trying to get your attention. Why? Because he wants you to come in closer. He wants you to have a personal and intimate relationship with him to get to know all of the aspects and the attributes of who he is and all the goodness that he offers through his word and having a relationship with him. So once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join in to, um, today. This is Elonda with I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. Blessing and grace be upon you today.